This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Panthers Insider, an in-depth preview of the week. Shotty scores! On the Florida Panthers radio network, here's the voice of the Panthers, Doug Leggins. Welcome into another edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. Panthers closing out a homestand tonight. Six o'clock faceoff against the Colorado Avalanche. We're on the air with Panthers preview beginning at 5.30, but we'd love to see you out at FLA Live Arena. And again, you can get your tickets at FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, or by calling the friendly folks at 954 954- 835 Puck Panthers and the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche tonight. You don't want to miss it. The Avs only come to town once a season during the regular season. So we hope to see you out there. And after this, I know the Panthers have a really home heavy rest of the regular season, but on the road for four straight after this one tonight. So make sure you get out there tonight and check out Panthers live and in person against Colorado. The road trip, by the way, lines up like this. The Panthers will be in Minnesota. 8 Eastern on Monday, in St. Louis, 8 Eastern on Tuesday, in Washington. That's a huge game in the wild card race Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern. The Panthers wrap up the trip, 2 o'clock Eastern, a matinee game in Nashville a week from today. So that's how the upcoming road trip lines up. The Panthers will play tonight at home against Colorado as we look ahead here to this edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Coming up in just a moment, we will have highlights from a couple of Panthers wins coming out of the All-Star break. Panthers have won their last three games. They're surging closer to a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. We'll talk about that big win Monday over Tampa Bay and a victory on Thursday over the San Jose Sharks. Panthers looking to finish off the homestand on a high note tonight against Colorado. So the Panthers have won three in a row. We'll look back at the week that was with highlights. We'll also hear from Panthers head coach Paul Maurice and Panthers veteran Eric Stahl 
They spoke after practice yesterday. The Panthers prepare for tonight's matchup against Colorado. They look back at that win over San Jose, so we'll hear from them coming up in a moment. Later on in the hour, a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast, Carter Verhage of the Panthers joined Jamison Olive and me on this week's edition of the Territory Talk podcast. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcasts. And an exciting guest coming up in segment number two from the Miami Herald does a great job covering everything sports across South Florida, but really has his eye on the Panthers and we'll have David Wilson stopping by coming up in segment number two. So lots to get to here in this edition of the Panthers Insider Show, Panthers and the Abs tonight, but let's look back at the week that was. Coming out of the All-Star break, and by the way, thanks to everybody in South Florida and beyond who came out and checked out anything surrounding the All-Star game. And uh, that goes from the events inside the arena to the events outside the arena at the Beach Festival to uh, the festivals locally leading up, the alumni game, everything around the All-Star game. If you were out there, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Sounds like a lot of folks did, and we thank you very much for uh, checking out uh, the events related to the All-Star festivities. Panthers came out of the All-Star break with a big game against their cross-state rivals back on Monday. Here are the highlights as the Panthers beat the Lightning 7-1. to Rink wide to Kachuk, up to center, takes a shove from Chernak. Kachuk dumped it in down to our left. Ian Cole up the near side. Chernak gave it away to Kachuk, into the near circle. Pass in front, shot, score! And it's Carter Verhage! Wasted no time, and the Panthers strike first. This one's going to be kept in by Ekblad off a of bounce, down behind the net, Kachuk. Kachuk in the trapezoid, back in front, bend it out in front, he scores! Off the iron and in, and the Panthers take a 2 nothing lead. Sam Bennett set up perfectly, he puts it off the Posted in. Panthers into the neutral zone. Bennett over the Tampa Bay line. Right side, it's Verhage. Pulls up inside the line. Top of the circle. Shot. It's loose. Did it. They score. Kachuk on the rebound. Got a piece of it. And the Panthers are back up by a pair. It's 3-1. Verhage able to grab it. Out to the point. It's Montour. Winds. Fires. Tip. They score. And the Panthers take a 4-1 lead. Montour let it rip from the line. And that one looked like it changed course on the way. The Panthers have a 4-1 lead, and at Tulaosta Arena may have been the one who got that last bit of contact on the puck. This one goes all the way down to our left. Vasilevsky well out of the net to play it. Flings around, gave it away. Side of the net, they score! Eric Stahl intercepted it from Vasilevsky behind the net, and he's able to jam it home. It's 5-1 Panthers. Boards Kucherov pokes it ahead, and it's gloved down by Kachuk as he intercepts near circle, walks in, pass in front of shot, and they score! And it's Carter Verhage bearing his second of the night, and the Panthers take a 6-1 lead. Panthers continue to work it around. Ekblad straight on the line. Looks to Bennett. Top of the near circle. Down low. Tipped and they score. And it's Kachuk at the side of the net with the redirection. He's one of the best in the business doing that. And he's able to redirect it upstairs. 7-1. Panthers a power play goal. And it's an onslaught tonight. That'll do it. The final seconds tick away. And the Panthers in the first game back from the break. A convincing 7-1 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning here tonight. So the Panthers, a blowout victory over their cross-state rivals. And what a win this was here tonight. Matthew Kachuk leading the way offensively. Sergei Bobrovsky was brilliant. And for Paul Maurice, his 800th victory as a National Hockey League head coach. Congratulations to him on that milestone. So the Panthers get a convincing victory here tonight. 7-1, Panthers take care of the Lightning tonight. 
That was Monday at FLA Live Arena. That made it back-to-back wins for the Panthers. They went into Thursday against San Jose looking for a third straight win. They ended up coming out on top by a 4-1 final. Here are the highlights as they aired on the Florida Panthers radio network. Reinhardt drags it out from behind the goal. Pass out of the far circle, but a poke check applied around center by Barbanov. Knocked it away. Second chance. Panthers work it in. Here's Reinhardt. Right circle walks in. Shot. And he scores. And this game is tied. Sam Reinhardt makes it 1-1. Scott Harrington will fling it back in for the Sharks over to the far boards. Ekblad pounds it along. Got the clear. Eric Carlson backed up for San Jose. Gave it away in front. A chance. Louis Doreen and tipped in. They score. And it's Sam Reinhardt in front. And the Panthers have a 2-1 lead. Barbanov to Carlson again. He gave it away at center ice. Louis Doreen and Eric Stahl. Down he goes to our left. Eric Stahl in the empty net. He scores. And it's 3-1 Panthers. 1.39 to play in the third. Eric Stahl. Gives the Panthers the two-goal lead. Back to Meyer to the near circle. Barbanov, he'll look to Carlson. It's broken up. Here's Eric Stahl with a chance. Back the other way against the empty net. Eric Stahl, a shot. He scores. Eric Stahl on the empty net. It's 4-1. Panthers with 105 to go in period number three. Two empty netters for Eric Stahl. Kakanen will keep it alive. Picked up by Tierney here in the near circle. Tierney to the line. Mark Stahl there. Mark Stahl, Tierney, the horn sounds. That's it for this one. The Panthers have won three straight. A 4-1 win tonight over the San Jose Sharks. And the Panthers stay hot. A third straight win for the Panthers. And then going into yesterday's practice, the Panthers obviously feeling good, having won three in a row, getting ready for tonight's game against the Colorado Avalanche. Again, this after practice yesterday, asked Paul Maurice about that win over San Jose. Panthers had to grind that one out. They did a great job manufacturing offense at times when it looked like the Sharks weren't giving them much. Here's what Paul Maurice had to say about the win Thursday against the Sharks. I think there's a whole bunch of things come into play last game. So from their end, they they come off beating Pittsburgh and Tampa, and they're and they're at the peak of their game. It's as well as they've played all year, I think. Uh, and we come off a big emotional win right against Tampa. So I thought that first period we were behind the game a little bit, but a lot of that was they were really good. But we figured out a way to to, uh, to right that ship and get back to our game after Reinhardt scored his first goal. We, we were much stronger, and and I think. Every team is different. Every game is a little bit different. And we all have the game. Everybody will tell you we got to play our game. But you have to manage your game and you have to adapt to the other team's style. I thought we did that very well after the after the Reinhardt goal. We were, we were pretty strong. How exciting was it to see the, the way it unfolded there at the end with uh, Eric Stahl really yeah. being the catalyst to close it out? Well, what I really liked about it is the most pressure-filled part of the game, your penalty kill wasn't even remotely tentative, and they were very, very aggressive, right? And takes some courage to do that. He's a big part of it. Been in the league a long time. He rises to those kind of occasions. And, did, you know, I mean, I know he's closing in on a good friend of his in terms of career goals, so it was good for him to get to and close that gap a little bit. Looking at uh, a matchup tomorrow against uh, a, a team that's probably going to be coming in here uh, a little bit angry. What do you yeah. expect from the matchup tomorrow? Well, they played really well going into the break, and, and kind of they've suffered an awful lot of injuries this year and stayed stayed around. Their elite players are still elite players, and they transition the puck and they skate at tremendous speed. So we'll get back to fast. It won't look like uh, last night's game. You'll play against a team that can finish on the opportunities they get. Uh, but in transition, you should be able to direct, generate some on your own. 
Panthers head coach Paul Maurice right there as he talks about tonight's game against the Colorado Avalanche. And also, yesterday after practice, caught up with Panthers forward Eric Stahl, who's got three goals over the last two games, helped close that one out Thursday against San Jose. Here's what he he said uh, after practice yesterday as far as being able to grind out that Thursday win against the Sharks. I think as the season progresses and it gets later in, in the year, for sure, before playoffs, that's usually how it's going to go. It's going to be tighter. It's going to be uh, competitive. Uh, everybody's in, in different situations. And for us, we're desperate for points right now. And, um, you know, I, I thought the Sharks came out real fast. They were aggressive. They were on us pretty quick. And uh, we didn't panic. We stayed uh, stayed within ourselves and got better as the game went on and, and ultimately came out with it. So um, it was a good win for us, and we got to follow it up against a great test tomorrow. How would you assess the, the confidence of the group overall? You guys have won three in a row here at a big time, and, and you do have a, you have a ton of home games. Now you have a road trip coming up, but you do have a ton of home games overall here uh, down the stretch. Yeah, we got to be homers for sure. we gotta, we got to love being in this building. we got to enjoy coming to the rink and coming to play and coming to try and win games because, uh, you know, it's going to be huge for us. Obviously, the rest of the way we got a lot of home games coming up obviously uh it starts with tomorrow but um you know you, you got to win those games when you're at home it's a great building to play and it's tough for teams coming in here we got to make sure that stays that way and um we'll uh, we'll be ready for tomorrow Eric Stahl right there. That was after practice yesterday. As now we turn the page, Panthers and the Colorado Avalanche tonight, 6 o'clock, 5.30 Panthers preview on the radio network, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Hope to see you out at FLA Live Arena. Coming up this evening again, a 6 p.m. puck drop. Panthers and the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. Important game for both teams. That's going to be a theme moving forward. Coming up on this road trip, Panthers are going to see uh, a few teams that are in desperation mode as well. So the games are going to get more and more magnified every single night. Big one tonight, Panthers and the Avalanche. We'll step aside. We'll come back later on in the show. Carter Verhage, a cut from that conversation on the most recent episode of Territory Talk. But straight ahead, David Wilson from the Miami Herald talking all things Panthers. That's going to be on the other side of the break. Doug Plagan's with you. This is the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Let's get back to the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you as always. Panthers and the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Six o'clock face-off, 5.30 Panthers preview on the radio network. So we invite you to join us for that. Panthers and the defending Stanley Cup champions right here tonight. And then it's on the road for four straight for the Panthers beginning Monday night in Minnesota, Tuesday in St. Louis. Big game Thursday on the road against the Washington Capitals. And then Panthers finish out the road trip a week from today, an afternoon game in Nashville. So that's how the upcoming schedule lines up for the Panthers. Lots to get to going off of that and going off the Panthers' current three-game win streak that they bring into tonight's game. Joined now by David Wilson from the Miami Herald. David, thanks for stopping by here this morning. And, well, first, the Panthers on a three-game win streak for the first time this season and well credit to them they kept themselves in striking distance despite not having a three-game win streak till right now but I guess looking at this three-game win streak what have you seen maybe click here over these last few the last couple especially it's hard you know it's weird to think about a three-game winning streak when the first one was uh that Boston game right before the break um but at least in these last two which I think you can kind of draw some conclusions from Bob's been awesome which I think is kind of starts everything um and you know, you know the Sharks are obviously one of the worst teams in the league, but the Panthers beating them without uh, Alexander Barkov, 
you know, not a given considering how, how bad they've been at times this year without Barkey. Um, so I, I think it starts with Bob, and then I, I think you do see a lot of the same things we saw in that January where the team was kind of got on a roll a little bit. Obviously, no three-game winning streaks there, but taking two out of every three basically for a little while there, at least getting games to overtime. Um, just feels like they kind of like have found their identity a little bit where – you know, they're never obviously last year they were up and down. That was the whole idea. They've they obviously scaled that way back, but you still see from time to time, even in that Sharks game, I mean the first goal, nothing's going for them early on. They get finally get Reinhardt in transition. They still can kind of pick their spots there, which which I think has been a good sign. But I mean ultimately it's it starts with Bob. They don't win that game against the Sharks if Bob isn't awesome probably. And that seems to be just uh, I guess looking at the whole league right now, it all starts from the back uh, outward and uh, David Wilson from the Miami Herald here with us. You've got a story dropping in the Miami Herald uh, today. Actually at the time of this uh, it looks like uh, it's already dropped yes. uh, in the paper today. <laughs> Papers are out all over the area, so go check it out. But you got a story out today about Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, what'd you take away from from chatting with him here as uh, the Panthers get ready to make a, a final push here for a playoff? spot this season well i think just looking he's been you know obviously the last couple games are going to get a lot of the attention really the last month plus has been really good but even going back to uh the middle of december uh there was a game he replaced spencer uh, in winnipeg halfway through a game and since then he's been just rock solid he's been you know maybe not the 10 million dollar man but he's been at least a you know well above average starting NHL goalie, so it's, it's you know it's a small sample size, but it's not at this point. It's a pretty extended stretch for him. Um, and coming out of the break, Paul Maurice said the plan is basically you know they wanted to split guys in, in net through January. It didn't happen because of all the injuries. They had that really you know uh, nine games and or eleven games in nineteen days. I think it was what the number was. Wanted to split guys there. It didn't happen because of the injuries. But the plan was always to let a guy come out and grab it out of the break. And I think you're. You're seeing that with Bob right now. Since January 6th, he's got a 925 save percentage. Um, goal against average is right around 2.6. Like he, he's just been, he's been the guy that they need him to be, and they need they need him to be it because when you pay a goalie 10 million dollars and eating up 10 percent of your cap, um, obviously you're gonna you're sacrificing in other places. And we saw the defense losing Mackenzie Weger in the trade in the offseason. Didn't really have a way to replace him. Um, you're paying your goalie $10 million to basically be your defense for you and uh, or be a huge part of your defense. And right now he's a, a part of the game that was a weakness for this team all year long. I think a bottom 10 in goals allowed has started to kind of tick back toward it. doesn't need to be their strength. Their strength is always going to be offense, but it needs to be at least like kind of average, and he's getting them back there. David Wilson, Miami Herald here with us today. And, uh, well, looking back uh, in the middle of the three-game win streak, because as you mentioned, the, the first game on this win streak was actually before the All-Star break. Remember it. But it was so long ago. <laughs> it, it was, but at the same time, I guess a two-part question. Before we get into talking All-Star festivities, mm-hmm. That win against Boston, yeah. when it happened, did you feel like that was some kind of a shift, some kind of a turning point? And now, as things have unfolded, I guess at least here in the immediate, mm-hmm. in this immediate time, it seems like that really did uh, really just change something for this Panthers team. It really altered the mojo a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to know how much it like actually springboarded them out of the break. Right? There's eight days off between mm-hmm. that. It's it's hard to say. You know, they they would have been really bummed if they had gone and uh, I think it would have been four out of five losses to end the and the go into the break after they were so good in January that would have been a you know a little deflating and they were th- 48 seconds away from right, coming exactly. up empty-handed yeah and, but I mean the real difference is you basically steal two points from like I you know obviously the best team in the league they've actually played Boston very well this mm-hmm. year beating them a couple times um but 
you know, every at this point, every we're scoreboard watching now, right? For these last twenty eight games of the season, every one of those points matters. And they went from, like you said, zero points, and it wouldn't have been like the end, right? But it would have been a pretty big blow for for after how good January was. The Panthers have played a lot more games than a lot of teams are chasing to to just come up empty empty handed there. Um, instead, they get through that. Alex Lyon had to start six games. I mean, you go three and three there, like that. It's hard to ask for much more. Um, so I, I think it's just a game that they probably should have lost, and you get two points out. How many games have they had this year where they probably should have won and got no points? So it starts to even it out a little bit, and I just think just from a pure wins and losses standpoint, it's, a, it's huge, no matter whether you think it, it was actually a big momentum piece uh, going into the All-Star break. Yeah, it looks like it certainly did something for the team, and yeah. uh, as far as the All-Star break is concerned, uh, you're around, you, you witnessed firsthand a, a lot of what went on around the all-star festivities from the events that happened inside FLA live arena to the events that happened outside to the, the lead up locally that took place. It was a great showcase of South Florida and a lot of great players came here. Obviously seemed like fans and media alike. Everybody had a great time. What'd you take away from uh, all the pageantry of the all-star week? Yeah. I mean, uh, not a bad recruiting event, right? I mean, the Panthers, uh, it's not like they have a ton of cap space to work with to go and sign some of these all-star free agents. But like, uh, I mean, Matthew Chuck talked about it. Uh, I talked to Matt Caldwell, CEO of the Panthers, uh, ahead of the All-Star break, talked about it. Like, they want to show it off not just to, like, the league itself, but they want to show it off to the players who are coming into town. Um, pretty good place to play. There was a time not that long ago when who wanted to come to Florida, right? I think it's turned into a destination franchise in some ways. You know, probably not still to the level of some of the huge market teams, but uh, definitely has turned into a destination franchise in, in some regards. They showed it off. Um, I think the NHL seemed to be very pleased with it. You know, it had been 20 years since Florida hosted an all-star game. Obviously, a lot of everyone's trying to get in and host them every year, but I think Florida would love to host it again sooner than 20 years from now. And, um, yeah, I wrote about it after talking to Gary Bettman on, on the day of the game. Florida wants to get a, an outdoor game down here, and there have been reports that uh, – it could be up in uh, Raymond James uh, in Tampa. I know Marlins Park has been kind of a, a, a location bandied about. Um, when you prove you can host an all-star game, that like they have the infrastructure here to host bigger events. We'll see how the weather holds up if they ever host an outdoor game. But I think they kind of proved that like they can hold a big event like this that uh, the city gets interested. They're good. You know, game was sold out. Obviously, um, good turnout. Like out at the beach. I was out there for the splash shot that day. The place was packed. Um, they, they, yeah, I wasn't at all like the, the Coral Springs event and the sunrise, the festivals, but from what I heard, great. great it was great. Yeah, but I was out there the for the alumni those, yeah. game was, was packed. Like they proved that this is, you know, it's not a hockey town like Toronto is, but it's, it's got enough of a hockey community down here where you can sell these big events. And we know Florida's a big event town, too. South Florida's a big event town, too. And Toronto's got the event next year. Going to look yeah. a little different. Yeah. Toronto in January and February, <laughs> a little the different. players were like, uh, like, I don't know if it's going to be quite as good. But, um, I mean, they'll, it'll be different up there, obviously. But I think they, you know, how many, what, there's eight teams in Canada right in the NHL, something Seven. like that? Seven. Um, 
I think those people are happy to spend a weekend in uh, South Florida. Yeah, I think everybody enjoyed themselves. Two quick ones here before we uh, let you get going today. But uh, you have your finger on the pulse of all things sports in South Florida. You cover a little bit of everything at the Miami Herald. And looking at the season Matthew Kachuk's put together here, his first season down here in South Florida, what he's done uh, in terms of production for the Panthers, what he did at the All-Star festivities, not just representing the Panthers around all the mm-hmm. events, but also taking home MVP honors at the event. Uh, how can you describe the way that he's made his mark on this sports scene here in this region? Well, I'll, I'll make a comparison. He reminds me of that first year of Jimmy Butler, where um, Jimmy comes in and to the Heat, and that was obviously that ended up being the COVID year. They go to the bubble, and they get all the way to the finals. Um, and obviously they're both... You know, probably on that short list of ten or so best players in the league. And they pay. With, they both play with an edge. And yes, that, that was my next point. They both play with the edge, and they like totally shifted the culture. And, you know, I know the Heat talks Heat culture, and they went and got Jimmy because they thought he fit that culture. But that was a team that like didn't have a direction, right? They had Bam Adebayo was young. Um, they had some good role players, but Jimmy came in, and that team was like having kind of fun with the way that he's kind of like can be a jerk a little bit, and. They embraced that, and that obviously is something the Panthers, when they went and got Matthew Kachuk, talked a lot about, that they wanted to bring that edge to, to mm-hmm. Florida because, um, you know, as good as Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov and Aaron Ekblad are, those guys are they're, they're different type of guy than Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk is, I don't want to say he's one of a kind because I think Brady Kachuk is pretty similar too, but he's a unique personality, um, and I think, I think personality-wise they kind of match up where they're, uh, play with the same style, and then obviously skill-wise, we'll see if the Panthers can get into the playoffs and make a run. You know, that Heat team was a five seed, I think, that year, so it was, it's not like they were set the world on fire in the regular season either that season. So, last one here for you. David Wilson, Miami Herald here with us. Uh, Panthers in the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Now, the Avalanche, they're coming in on the heels of, uh, of a tough loss across the state a couple of nights ago. The Panthers, of course, on their first three-game win streak of the season. But the Panthers going on the road for four straight. So, it doesn't feel the same as that Boston game did, but no. it sort of resembles it a little bit because you get the sense that a win tonight over Colorado would really go a long way. Yeah. What do you expect from the matchup tonight? Because you've got a Panthers team that's going to be trying to keep that good feeling going. You got an Avalanche team that's probably going to come in with some serious jump early. I'd imagine uh, coming off a, a tough loss in Tampa, uh, they're going to be motivated. Yeah, I, I guess the big question is Alexander Barkov going to suit up tonight. That would make a huge difference, obviously. Although that top line without him did contribute both of Florida's uh, goals, other than the empty netters on uh, on Thursday. If he plays. Like you said, I, I, a loss to the defending champion at home when you're on, you know, it's going to happen sometimes, right? Like, that's a good team. You lose to good teams sometimes. But a win, as you said, would go a long way. And I think the Panthers, like, I know across sports people say they're not watching scoreboards, but the Panthers have kind of, like, said they're scoreboard watching all of them. Don't really have they're, a choice right yeah, now. They're paying yeah. attention to it. They know that every win matters. Um, and a win like this, like I said, not crippling if you lose, but would, like, like you said, would go a long way. If they win, I mean, all of a sudden you could be. Potent- I mean, the games played are, are in Florida's favor right now, where they've played more than mm-hmm. a lot of teams are chasing. But like, they could theoretically be back in a playoff spot just in terms of sheer volume of points uh, by the end of the day uh, today. 
And at the end of the day, it's that number of points that uh, matters the most yes. in the standings. David Wilson, Miami Herald, kind enough to stop by this morning on the Panthers Insider Show. Thank you very much for your time. And, uh, of course, we will see you out at the rink tonight. Tell all the folks out there where they can find you and, uh, and all the uh, info that you provide. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2 for as long as Twitter exists. And um, uh, subscribe to the Miami Herald, or at least read the, read the stuff. Click on our stories. Uh, you can check that out, MiamiHerald.com. Uh, got Panther stories pretty much every day. So, And he's got a story on Sergei Bobrovsky in uh, today's paper. So go uh, check that out. Pick it up uh, wherever you pick up your newspapers or, of course, read it online. Uh, lots of different ways to consume it. David Wilson, Miami Herald, kind enough to stop by this morning. We thank you very much for your time, folks. Panthers and the Avalanche tonight. Six o'clock face-off at FLA Live Arena, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. Panthers on the road for four straight after this one, beginning on Monday in Minnesota. The Panthers will visit the uh, Western Conference cities they haven't been to yet on this trip. So that's what lies ahead for the Panthers. Uh, coming up next, a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. Jameson Olive and I had a chance to sit down with Panthers for the Red Hot Carter Verhage. That's coming up on the other side of the break. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Time for more of the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here to the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. Big thanks, David Wilson from the Miami Herald for stopping by their last segment. Lots of great stuff, great insight as well as far as the Panthers lately, the three-game win streak, the all-star festivities, everything else, talking all things Panthers, their last segment. Big thanks to David Wilson for stopping by. And the Panthers will have the Colorado Avalanche on the schedule tonight, 6 o'clock, 5.30. We're on the air with Panthers preview, but we'd love to see you out at FLA Live Arena, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets for tonight's game and all the other Panthers action coming up this season. Panthers have a really home-heavy rest of the regular season schedule. Great chance for them to make a push into a playoff spot with a lot of games on home ice, so we hope to see you out there often throughout the rest of the regular season. But this week on the Territory Talk podcast, which, by the way, Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers, presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. You can find it, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk, or wherever you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just to name a couple of the platforms. But this week on Territory Talk, Jameson Olive and I were joined by Panthers forward Carter Verhage. Want to get to a cut from that? Let's dive right into that conversation. All right, well, Carter Verhage joining us here on Territory Talk once again. Great to have you back. And, well, first things first, uh, coming off a break here, how refreshed is everybody coming off uh, the All-Star break? Yeah, I mean, everyone was excited to go. It's nice to see a fully healthy lineup and, I mean, get things rolling with a big win, too. I mean, it was, uh, it's been nice. And, Carter, i got to ask. So we, we, we chose to get you on this show. We asked for you a couple days ago. So before you had your big game against the Lightning, we're not just jumping on that. But the reason we asked, so we were going through guys' Instagrams, just see what everyone did for the break. Yeah. And I think you might have had the best break out of all the guys based on your photos oh, when yeah, they agree. posted. So <laughs> going through the Bahamas, I mean, there was horses, there was sea turtles, there was pigs. Go oh, yeah. Before we get to hockey, take us a little bit through your vacation and your little recharge there. Yeah, I mean, uh went to the Bahamas, uh, me and my girlfriend, and... Uh, we had a great time. I mean, did a bunch of stuff. Uh, so we went to a different different kind of island or whatever, and it's cool driving golf cart around and 
riding some horses and relaxing on the beach. It was a beautiful beach, one of the most beautiful I've ever seen. So, Are you a horse riding guy or did you just, they just throw you on a horse and you went for it? It was my first it? time I've ever done it. Really? Yeah, so I wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any nerves at all? Yeah, I was a little nervous. I mean, but once you get on, it's pretty pretty. The chill. horse knows what to do, probably. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Horse has done it a million times. <laughs> yeah, so. what better place to, to give that a, a try and then just to, to disconnect and not be around the rink for a few days, I'm sure, to yeah. take your mind off it, uh, off hockey. As much as everybody loves the game, probably helps. Oh, 100%. I mean, it was uh, much needed. Uh, we had a tough stretch in January and on the road. and I mean, cold weather. I mean, it was just nice to relax, get some sun, and... Just take it easy, you know. We've been going crazy, so it was nice. Did you bump into anyone else? I know a lot of guys go to the Bahamas. No, I think that they, I went to a separate island. It's called mm-hmm. Harbor Island. I yep. don't know if you heard of it. Mm-hmm. Or, it's a little. It's uh, kind of away from. Some of the guys went to Nassau. Mm-hmm. So like the you went to the like off the beaten trail. Off the, a little yeah, bit. off the beaten trail. Yeah, so it was kind of cool. And just on that, how much do you actually shut off? Do you do you look at anything hockey during that? Are you opening? A, you have the NHL app. Are you looking at scores. You, do you follow the All Star game? Are you completely kind of removed from hockey for a couple of days? I was I was completely removed. Yeah, I mean i I didn't want to look at it. I mean, I just. Took it off, shut off my phone from hockey, and just enjoyed my time. And it was uh, kind of nice. It makes makes it, it kind of made me feel like I was uh, gone for a month, so I was excited to get back at it, kind of thing. Do you actually feel that? I mean, going into the break, how you feel coming back that first day, your body like is, is it noticeable? Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I mean, it's like all the pains and sore, like kind of nagging things you had going in that. Uh, you're trying to maintain and we haven't really had a break since training camp yeah. i mean it's christmas break i guess but i mean even christmas break you're doing a bunch of stuff with family yeah it's short yeah and it was pretty short so yeah it was nice just to kind of just relax and do nothing <laughs> i mean yeah didn't work out and do anything i mean that's the best yeah and a couple things on that obviously the time to disconnect is going to be valuable no matter what but that that last game before the break the boston game was a full-on roller coaster of emotions the way that yeah. one played out and you guys were less than a minute away from coming away from that one empty-handed end up winning it getting the two points in overtime how much better did you feel during that time off because you guys ended on a high note pre All Star break compared to if you had if you had fallen in that game by a three two score, which was what could have happened there for a minute. Yeah, I, th- I think in that game we deserved what we got. Mm-hmm. I think we deserved it. But I mean, yeah, going going into the break with a win and coming back with a win is definitely huge for our confidence, our team. Like these points are really important too. And I mean, yeah, it made it made it a lot easier just to kind of go relax and have some fun. And that schedule that you guys played leading up. I mean, now you guys are in a pretty good spot schedule-wise with so much time on home ice coming up down the stretch. As, as Paul Maurice said, though, you guys paid for it there the last couple of months with how much you were on the road. But at the same time, how much did that grind? For example, in January, you had that stretch, I believe, from the 6th to the 24th of January where you guys were in 10 different cities in less than three weeks. How much of a purpose did that serve, though, for allowing you guys to kind of find a, a rhythm? Because you guys started playing some of your some of your best hockey during what a lot of people would have thought was going to be one of your toughest stretches. Yeah, I think it kind of kind of bonded us together. And I think during that time, we were playing a lot of road games and a lot of time together with all the guys and everything. And I think uh, our team kind of came and had an identity throughout, kind of developed an identity for what we want to be and how we want to play. And I think uh, that was the biggest thing and we took away from it. We got a lot of good results. And, I mean, it was a lot of fun just being away with the guys and 
kind of developing an identity. And these two things kind of go hand in hand, but you've been really hot lately. So the team has as well nine goals in your last nine games. Do you actually feel different in games when you are carrying that hot stick? Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, sometimes if it's not going, you get a little frustrated mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, but I think uh, even this year, I've just, just been trying to play my game, trying to shoot the puck more. And I mean, the coaches have been really good at uh, telling me what they expect of me and what they want want me to do. And when I have that game plan and everything, it's easy to go out on the ice and perform. I know you still got to pick your spots, but how nice is it just to have a green light every night and have Paul Murray saying, like, Carter, go out there, shoot the puck. Yeah, I mean, it's every night. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. They want me shooting the puck. And, I mean, it's nice. It kind of helps me kind of focus on certain things as a player and lets me lets my other game kind of be free kind of thing. And it's been awesome so far the last couple. And, I mean, my line mates have been great too. I mean, everything, it seems uh, it's been good so yeah, far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you go from Barkoff, then now you're playing with Chucky and Benny. Two assists for Chuck uh, for Kachuk on your goals against the Lightning. Just yeah. what are you kind of finding with him chemistry wise? Obviously, he's a great goal scorer, but it seems yeah. like his playmaking might be even underrated. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, definitely his playmaking is yeah. underrated. He he holds onto the puck where some guys will throw it throw it away or kind of get rid of the puck, and it's that extra second that something opens up and he makes the play. I mean, every time it seems like. When he has the puck, I'm kind of just trying to find open ice, and he's finding me, which is great. For for you, I, I said on the air, the way you're going right now, to you, the net probably looks like it's the size of a soccer net because <laughs> it just seems like you're feeling it out there. And we've seen you have success down the stretch in the big games. You look back at the Washington series last year, everything like that. But once we head down the stretch, you guys have you've been to the playoffs now a, a handful of times. How does the game change this time of the year, post-All-Star break? You always hear that things things tighten up, but as we've seen, your game is suited to to adapt to whatever kind of game is being played. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, uh, just little details, I think. That's pretty much how all the good teams win is uh, they're focusing on little details. Everyone's a little harder on you or you don't have as much time and space on the ice. And I mean, I think, yeah, sometimes in those situations – it uh, lets you open up, and sometimes, like, even last night, there wasn't as many power plays and penalty kills. They kind of let you play a little bit, which is kind of nice and lets the flow of the game go. Do you still like uh, like playing against the Lightning? You still have a little extra juice when you when you have that matchup? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's always fun playing against them. They, they beat us two times in a row in playoffs, and there's always a bit of juice going in there, and there's always seems to be some altercation or something, which is... Always a lot of fun, and they're a really good team, and it's fun playing against really good teams. I feel like every time we got you on the show, it's kind of been on a different point of your career here. Like right when you first got here, day one, I remember we yeah. chatted, and then you know after that first season, you know breakout year, and then you know after your contract, it seems like every time you're taking another step. And here you are right now, career high in goals, leaving the team. You know, thirty goals is right there. Just personally, do you ever think, or did you ever think about a ceiling for yourself, or do you just kind of take every year and everything as it comes? Did you think, man, maybe one day I can be a twenty goal scorer, I can be a third liner? Do you just kind of show up every day and see where it takes you? I think, no, I think I, I always know I can, I can do it, and I think I can be better too. I mean, I think there's always, I have, I feel like I have a lot of potential in my game, and sometimes I know it's there, and it like makes me a little upset when I'm not, mm-hmm. don't get to that point, but. It's always like it's always seems to be trending up, but there's always ruts and va- like valleys and whatever in the progression. But mm. I feel like it's always trending up. It's been like that my whole career. Every where I get comfortable, it kind of 
happens. It takes a little more time for me than uh, a lot of guys, but that's what I feel like. And as your star rises here, so many fans, you become a fan favorite here. I think after the game last night, we posted, you know, go buy Carter Hagee jerseys on the main account because yeah. we got them in the store. I-, I see a ton of 23 jerseys these days. I saw a lot at FanFest during All-Star yeah. Weekend. Is it a little weird now to be a guy that, you know, was you know trying to make the lineup a couple years ago to now you look in the stands and there's Verhage signs and Verhage jerseys? Yeah, I mean, it, it happened pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, but it's uh, definitely really cool, yeah. Uh, when you're at that point, you're just trying to stay in the lineup and trying to contribute every night and do something. And it's the same kind of thing now, but I mean, uh, you're a little more comfortable. And I mean, it's it's definitely cool to see. Has anyone ever yelled swaggy at you when you're out, like on Los Solos or anything? Yeah, for sure. I yeah. Think a couple <laughs> times. Yeah, swaggy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it a lot, actually. Swaggy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, that's got to be fun, though, right? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's great. We have great fans here. And mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, they're all over the place too. I even this morning I was going to the coffee shop. I see a Kachuk jersey or whatever with, on a little kid. It's awesome the, how hockey has grown yeah. here. And I mean, I, I don't think the fans get enough, enough uh, appreciation here. I think we have a great fan base, but I mean, uh, people don't realize it. Where are you grabbing coffee? Uh, on the beach, actually. I forget what it's called. Oh, right. a, a mom and pop type place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was Not nice. one of the big chains. I thought you were going to drop yeah. Anne's Florist on us. I love Anne's Florist. Yeah, that place there. is good too. I yeah. love Anne's. That's great for yeah. coffee down there. Yeah. For for you, I mean, now you're you're not flying under anybody's radar when you get on the ice. Now it seems other teams know know what you bring to the table. They know what an offensive threat that you are. But as you worked your way up the ladder, you had to work for for every opportunity, and you you know you battled to get from from you know each rung up that ladder. Do you take t- some of that into your day to day now? You mentioned a little bit there that myself of, of looking to just prove yourself every single day. And like I said, now teams know what you bring to the table, but do you still bring some of that uh, those traits that you developed along your along your journey to get to where you are? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, for, I think it's what keeps me going a little bit too. I mean, uh, there's so many times in my career where I came to the rink and don't know if I'm playing or whatever, and don't know what's what's going to happen or anything i don't have confidence and stuff like that and it just kind of keeps on driving me to be better every day nothing taking nothing for granted kind of thing i mean i've been everywhere so i mean it's kind of just enjoying every day and working and putting your work in knowing what you got to do to keep on getting better we talk so Carter Verhage joined us this week on the Territory Talk podcast. You can listen to the whole episode, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you get your podcast. Panthers knocking on the door of a playoff spot. They've won three in a row. They've got the Colorado Avalanche at home tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll be on the air with Panthers preview at 5.30. You can catch us on the Florida Panthers radio network tonight. We'll love to see you there, floridapanthers.com, ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. As far as that playoff race goes, Buffalo's playing today. The Islanders, the Capitals are playing today. Lots of teams the Panthers are looking at night to night across the NHL scoreboard are in action. The Penguins play late night at Los Angeles. So again, lots of scoreboard watching. A big Panthers game at FLA Live Arena coming up tonight. So it's a big day in the National Hockey League. Big thanks to David Wilson from the Miami Herald for stopping by last segment. Folks, again, it's the Panthers and the Avalanche tonight. A 6 o'clock face-off at FLA Live Arena. And you can get your tickets at floridapanthers.com. Also at ticketmaster.com or by calling 954-835-PUCK. Thanks for tuning in this morning. I'm Doug Plagans. This has been the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.